Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way to episode 223. I'm a little drunk. Michael, hello. 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 It's weird because it's, it's <laughs> I, I forget about the time difference. And uh, I'm just like, I'm <laughs> Kaz is drunk at 11 a.m. or like 10 a.m., whatever time. I haven't, I haven't started partying. I went to lunch with my, it's 3 p.m. here. I went to lunch with my wife. And I had two ciders, which basically means I was like on the bar, like undoing buttons. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm a lightweight, so <laughs> I had two pair ciders, and I'm three. No, I'm not three. I'm not fully three sheets. I'm just I'm I'm here. I'm healing, and I'm very excited to be talking with Michael. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's been a long time. We we kind of we <laughs> missed a week. I decided to. Leave town, <laughs> went you, on a road you, trip, and you that's why we didn't to, record. Dis, you needed to like just remove yourself from society for a little bit. I think I you went, needed that. I time. went through. I went through quite a bit <laughs> these past couple <laughs> weeks. Oh man, this is gonna be a lot of fun, though. Everyone, huge uh, shout out to um, a very special user. So we poll people all the time and ask them, "Hey, what do you want us to talk about on the show?" And Michael and I literally have like so many show ideas and show topics in our i don't know what the fuck the phrase on on the bench i don't fucking know we just we just have like just notebooks full of show ideas and topics incredible topics that we've gotten from people and that's what this episode is so huge mother humping tbw shout out to uh, i'm gonna fuck this up kavir 17 on instagram sounds familiar maybe we've done some of your episodes before k-a-v-i-r-17 this week's episode 223 the heirloom watch and the full thing that caviar 17 said was the heirloom watch which one do you want to leave to someone and why the heirloom watch is something interesting as a concept i think we've mentioned it in passing it's this weird romantic notion that a lot of people have in watch collecting it's like oh yeah i bought I, you know, I bought this, uh, I bought this Seiko SKX 007 when my son was born. And so when my son turns 18, I'm give it to them. That's kind of like an heirloom watch. Or the argument that I hear a lot that people say is like, oh, well, you know, my dream is to buy a Submariner so I could, you know, pass it to my kid as like an heirloom watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's a lot of interesting preconceptions and weirdness around it. So get to spend some time. Is your dog okay? I hear your dog. You hear the dog? Good. I hear your dog. <laughs> she's she's fine. She she's had fine. a rough week too. We had she's just doing she's doing dog stuff. She's doing dog stuff. She's we had an ER vet visit a couple weeks ago. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. You were uh, is she okay now? Dog. That she's a dumbass and she jumps up and down furniture too much. Uh, <laughs> but she seems okay. She's very very upset with some neighborhood kid now. At least her at sure. least her voice is well. <laughs> her voice is fine, yeah. While her body and a and limbs may be aging, her voice seems fine. Yep. Still got that spirit. <laughs> Still got that spirit. What was I talking about? Michael, I got to talk about the concept of an heirloom watch, and then, I mean, I think speak more specifically or personally about maybe watches in our collection that we would constitute or maybe treat as an heirloom watch and who we would want that watch to, um, to go to, especially poignant for me because I have been ruthlessly 
culling the collection. <laughs> yeah. I like that when this dog dies, she's going to live on in these episodes. <laughs> Your dog is immortalized in episode 223 of the TBWS podcast. Let's do this, though, before we get into Cavier 17's topic. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Whatever. Michael, would you like to make history with me for the 223rd time? I, I, I forgot how to count. <clears throat> would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? Let us. Let us do the wrist, wrist check. Let us, let us pray. Okay, sorry. Here, you go first. <laughs> you, the cadence at which you said let us, I immediately just started, you know, just remembered school. You go first. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a uh, the Halios Fairwind. <laughs> Still got it, huh? Still got it. It's a fantastic watch. I, 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 I should wear it more. Um, not that I don't like it. I just, it's one of those, it's one of those watches where you, you put it on and you think, I, I, I really got to wear this more because it, it is fantastic. Mm. Um, so this one, I, I, when, when you, if you've been hunting a Halios for a while, it's one of those things that after you, you get one, especially if you purchase it from, from Jason, you kind of, at least I, I just unplugged from the whole hype of the releases and everything. Right. So these, these, I guess for a while have been out of stock. Um, and you know, Jason has gone back into the shadows <laughs> to plan his, his next plot for world domination. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, these, these are out of stock now, but I'm sure you can find them secondhand or, or kind of stick around to see if there's some, some kind of successor. I'm sure there will be. Um, but this one is the Fairwind uh, dive watch with a steel dive bezel, thirty-nine millimeters, so a small, smaller kind of skin diver looking thing on mm. an incredible bracelet. Uh, I struggle with this watch, and thinking to myself whether whether I should take the bracelet off and try a NATO. But much like the Doxa, this is one of those bracelets where it would just be so criminal to not wear this watch on the bracelet. They're it's, all one unit, like the bracelet, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's some watches, the bracelet or the strap is just like a throwaway and, or whatever. But like on that, I, I recognize that when not when you were here, you had that watch. And I think the first comment, I made two comments initially to you about that watch. I love the taper and this bracelet is nuts. I think I yeah. said something like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those watches. I'm sure it'll look cool, like on Instagram, if you put it on a NATO and all that stuff but but this this watch really has to be experienced with the bracelet and i think some of the earlier um some of the folks that purchased this earlier they got it before the bracelet was done so i think they got the watch maybe head only or with a strap or something and then uh jason you know would ship out the bracelet to folks after it was ready um so people were waiting for this bracelet for for quite a bit and mm -hmm. uh it has I don't know if you played with it when when I was there, but it has the Halios logo on the clasp, and that thing is a button, and you hold it down, and you can you can adjust it. It's got is uh, that the like 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 um like the uh, diver's extension, like the little micro adjustments? It, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> it works. It works the same way as the new the new-ish IWC bracelets. IWC is doing the same thing now. You push down on the IWC logo on the clasp, and it gives you uh, kind of an extension. 
And you get this in a, um, oh, cut. by the way, mm. this is from the factory for Halios, uh, Solita SW200, cool. without the date. So they made it for him without the date. Really cool about this watch. And again, How this, this oh, was sorry. under under 1,000. Well, under 770-something. Well, under. God damn. How hard do you have to press the logo, like... If I'm if I'm going out to dinner and the, the 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 host shows me to my booth and I have to slide into the booth, am I gonna accidentally open the diver's extension and have it fly off my wrist? You know what I'm saying? As I'm like dragging my stupid ass like across the like booth. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? How hard do you have to press that button to open up the clasp? <laughs> Not hard at all. It's it's very it's it's pleasant. I would say. Okay. Well, I find that alarming. I don't want it to ac- accidentally open up or something. No, it's it's not gonna accidentally open up. Okay. Have to be rushed, I think, <laughs> overall before accidentally pushing this. Um, I I dig it. I I'm just I'll probably wear it for the weekend, and um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I got this because it's it's very different. It's sort of the last. It's almost like my my last micro brand watch. I don't think I ha- I have any desire to get anything else. Maybe I haven't seen things, but oh wow! Um, Hold on, let me look at my wall. My final five. Do I have any? Oh, are you so anti micro brand? Not a micro brand in there. I guess <laughs> I just don't like freedom, Michael. Yeah, there's not a. That's funny. I don't have any. I'm not keeping any. Uh, any micro brands. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> something else might come along you never know maybe you'll have a halios one day i don't know i don't think I the mean, designs ever really spoke to you i love the delphin yeah that's true we we that, talk about that one we talk about that one a lot that one really there was something really um just conceptual about that watch that i really enjoyed you know? it's funny he has a he has a forum on his website now Oh, yeah. And you see people talking about there, there's a section. Let's see, what's it called? It's called um, upcoming future wish list kind of thing. And people drop their ideas in here. <clears throat> and I saw a really cool idea. Someone, someone's actually saying bring back the dolphin. So that's a thread oh, yeah. here. But someone said, "Will the puck ever make a return?" Uh, and <laughs> and in here, somebody said that he should bring the puck back. But with high accuracy quartz. Oh my god! Almost, almost <laughs> like a like a Helios tuna quartz tuna. Yeah, I, I think that's that a pretty ass. good idea, Jason. I'm just saying. Like, just saying. That's so that, fucking. Badass. That would be rad. Ugh. I'm glad you like that watch. That's cool, man. Yep. You know. Yeah, I. I I'm. I'm quite content with my collection. So I have five watches right now. I've culled the herd to five. I'm still trying to sell a few other ones. I'm going to end up with six, probably by the end of the year. And then, I don't know, I feel really good about that. And I'm wearing, is it my turn to go? Should I go? I'm sorry. You can do it. Yeah. So sorry, Michael. The, um, I'm keeping one of the, I'm, I'm wearing one of the watches for my wrist checks today. One of the, the, the lucky five. I'm wearing my fucking Christmas chrono, man. Nice. Like, there's no way. There's no way I could sell this. 
unless like you know we did that we did that episode where it's like the last watch you'd ever sell and I would never sell my Seiko SNK807. It's too nostalgic for me because I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Um, so I guess in that scenario, I would sell the Christmas Chrono. But if I'm keeping six watches, there's no way I'm selling Christmas Chrono. This 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 thing made Kaz Teal a thing. It made Kaz Teal a thing. It made the Christmas Chrono a thing. Made the it made the Christmas Chrono. A thing. I'm not oh, even God. sure. I'm not even sure if it was officially named that where you bought it. That was us. But they just, they did it for Christmas somehow. Yeah. (laughs) They just released it for Christmas in Japan in like 2016, I think. Uh, And like, I think I just, we just serendipitously called it the Christmas Chrono on an episode or something like that. And then, yeah, the name stuck. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing. It's Quartz Chrono, Orient Neo 70s. Um, there still seems to be confusion around this, so I'm going to say this slowly. Okay. Go. Orient USA bad. Orient everywhere else good. Particularly Orient JDM. Um, there seems to be some confusion in regards to people thinking Orient USA is a direct reflection of what's happening in Orion, you know, JDM headquarters. No, absolutely not. Just want to put that out there. So, that said, if you are interested in buying an Orient watch and you are located here in the United States, don't buy from Orient USA. Buy from a JDM retailer. I have no idea. Depending on what Orient you want, actually hit up Say Japan. If you want to, if, if you're looking for a particular Orient star model, um... Hit up, say, Japan. I bought stuff from him. I bought my Orient Star Diver <clears throat> from him. Yeah, um, I'm looking at his side now. He he does only seem to deal in Orient Star. Um, <clears throat> but the funny thing is, even if there's something that's not on his site, ask him about it. Yeah. Because my diver wasn't on his site. I just asked him about it. Neither was my fucking Grand Seiko, but I guess apparently it is now. Weird. That was weird. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was a weird night. <laughs> I found that fucking Grand Seiko. But no, um, Orient Christmas Chrono. The Orient Christmas Chrono is part of the Orient Neo 70s line. Not really <clears throat> a line of watches we have here in the States. I think we have a couple through Orient USA, but as uh, Pascal has alluded to originally, Orient USA bad. Very good. <laughs> um, if you really want to see the full breadth of interesting options in the Orient Neo 70s line, which I think is actually technically discontinued post uh, 2000, I don't know, 18 or 19 Epson takeover. Um, <clears throat> look up, uh, go to eBay, actually. Go to eBay um, and just check out Orient Neo 70s, but like look for uh, JDM you know, retailers and folks selling stuff out of Japan. You get some really, really, really cool shit. Uh, or what is it? It's uh, that eBay Japanese or auctions proxy site what is it from japan yeah and i think jp i think they i think they have an ebay page also oh that's perfect i think they have an ebay account something like that or is it shopping in japan one of those two shopping in japan i bought my uh my orient um let, let me focus sorry 
I'm drunk. I'm not going to try to look up something on my phone and hold a conversation with you, Michael. Is it really that bad? I'm focusing on you right now. Hello. I bought my Orange Star GMT. Um, I forgot what I was doing. Uh, from shoppinginjapan.net. There is a Japanese proxy bidding website that you can use also. What is it called? Hold on. I'm trying to figure out what it's called. From japan.co.jp. If you just Google from Japan, you'll see it. Is that the one that we didn't know about until that very, that Seiko collector with a very impressive collection told us about? Until a very kind angel shed that knowledge? Yes, exactly. The same same website. (laughs) Uh, You can search in English on there, but I would suggest you try and search in Japanese. <laughs> what an adventure. You're welcome, everyone, for the uh, roughly 75 hours of your life you're about to lose, probably <laughs> digging into that website. But uh yeah, Orient Christmas Chrono, I love this thing. I think it's perfect. Orient Neo 70s, lots of really fun watches in there. Orient Christmas Chrono, it's one of the six. My six in total that I'm keeping are I'm turning away from the microphone so my voice might get weird. It's the Orient Christmas Chrono, is the Omega Seamaster Quartz 2541, it is these Grand Seiko 9F Quartz, but of course, uh, it's my Seiko SNK, can't let that go, and Raketa Big Zero. And the sixth spot, at the moment, I am reserving, excuse me, for the, oh, that was a bad burp, for the, um, sorry, potato skins, for the uh, Tudor Black Bay 36. You're pretty set on that then. I'm feeling really good. I just need to somehow try it on in person. Thinking, I'm thinking that's the one. But what I just recounted for you, I think, is an incredibly well-rounded collection. I think you so know? too. And and at six watches, that's that's pretty impressive. I think that's nice. I think it's comfortable. <sighs> what are you down to? Because you've been selling stuff, right? There are some things that we got to talk about on the what watch collecting front. What did you do? You know how I've been doing the, um, what is it? The whole abstaining from, from buying more than one watch for 2021. Yes. So it's, it's the end of September and Indeed. I actually, I actually failed. Oh no. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make it. I didn't what'd make you, it. What'd you buy? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll tell you off air, you know, I'll, It'll be a surprise maybe for, for the next time we record. But I, bought, I bought something pretty cool. It's not nothing expensive. Um well well under under a thousand. But it's just it's just a little something that I've been looking at for a long time. And okay. it went away and now it was available again. So Well, you're all gonna have to wait. Sorry, I'm eating chocolate right now. You're all gonna have to wait. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Sorry, let me just quickly chew back this chocolate, and then I'm going to get back in it with you. I'm excited. I'm sorry you broke your your watch abstinency, but I'm excited you got something that you're excited about. Well, the the problem. So I, to answer your question, in the core collection, I I I feel like I have a core collection, which is the box of ten. I, I don't mm-hmm. have ten at the moment. I have eight, and sure. I have two two empty slots with some stuff I'm thinking about. But those are purchases that have to be planned a little bit more. Um, and then I have a box of whole other stuff, basically probably the same amount as what you just got rid of, but 
I feel I feel like after breaking that that spout of abstinence, <laughs> I'm just I'm so lustful for watches right now. I'm just <laughs> I started looking at old photos of the Seikos I used to own. Oh you know, wow! Back, back when I used to have the SKX A three five, which is wow. the yellow one, and then the orange one, and I was just thinking, oh, I gotta buy all those again. And then I'm looking all at all the old loves. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Um, so I have to, I just have to equalize. But to answer your question overall, in my main box, I have eight at the moment. Um, nice. I, I consider to be the my collection. I'll tell you when I get that tutor. It'll be the first one I call. All right, sounds good. I, ha- I also have no friends, so you'll be the only one that I um, <laughs> that I actually call. I made that joke at work, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, sure." I'm like, "No, I have no. I why is this so hard? To, I have no friends. <laughs> I have one friend, and he has to be my friend. You know what I mean? It's not like it's true, Michael. We have to be friends. The you public have, demands it. You, you know? have people. I. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Do you, do you have people at work? <laughs> do you have people at work that try to be your friend? Sometimes, sometimes. I feel bad because sometimes sometimes they're older people, and I know they're just good natured in general and and very nice people. Mm. But I, I think to myself, you're three time zones away, and we're probably never gonna meet. Never gonna meet. I don't know. For me, I've also reached a stage in my career where I'm not very emotional about my work. I'm very passionate and animated, but I don't look for things in work that don't make sense to look for there. Yeah. I don't look for friends at work. I don't look for like entertainment or like feelings of like passion fulfillment at work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look for like professional fulfillment. Like, oh, it's really cool. I did this cool thing within my career that's awesome but like i don't try to get the same satisfaction as i would from nailing a souffle as i would from finishing a spreadsheet you know what i'm saying (laughs) some people get near orgasmic pleasure out of finishing a spreadsheet you know what i'm saying though but like some people are like they like i i at this point i've been i've been working for like not a long time i'm working for like 12 or 13 years in my field and it's just like I don't care i don't need you know what i mean like i don't need i don't want to look for things at work that don't make sense to find them at work basically we should do a career advice podcast special episode absolutely not episode. <laughs> unless you just want to talk about seo i'll talk to you i'll talk to everyone about seo for as long as you want no one's gonna <laughs> like it that's the funny thing so when I, I i have to talk a bunch at work about seo and i know no one knows what the hell I'm talking about. No one knows what I'm talking about with SEO. But if I can at least be funny or entertaining, I feel okay about that. And I'm like, okay, at least it made them laugh. At least they're leaving, like, without having totally wasted their time. I feel less bad about wasting people's time if I can make them laugh, you know? Good balance. Do you have to present shit at work or not really? I, I actually, speaking of just, not looking for things that you shouldn't be looking for at work. I, I don't present. And part of that is because I moved it. My most recent career move was, um, switching off from a very high visibility management position where I had a team and everything. And I was expected to do those things. Mm. I, I am just a straight up 
foot soldier right now in in my organization and i love it (laughs) (laughs) i love that i can kind of just be the gray man at my job and just do what needs to be done i Um, i i'm a high visibility manager so yeah yeah. i I think i have to take those (laughs) positions on in small doses i hear that so funny you're like yeah oh oh michael and i were talking i don't know if anyone fucking cares anymore or whatever we keep keep talking about work google calendars excuse me does this really annoying thing where it'll tell you how long you spent in meetings in that week i spent 23 hours in meetings always last week yeah (laughs) i i i have i i I think i i hover around the same same number for that um (sighs) Definitely at the old job. Sometimes creeps into 30. Like 30. It's crazy, dude. That's so crazy. <sighs> I'm excited for the tutor, though. I feel like, I don't know. There's just something about that watch where I'm like, that's... If the Grand Seiko... If my, if my Grand Seiko 9F Quartz, SBG V223, if, or 233, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. If that's my sort of like everyday kind of dressy-ish watch, I feel like the Tudor Black Day Black Bay will be my everyday sort of casual dressy watch. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And your your Grand Seiko, does it go into it's a 40 millimeter, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the Black Bay will be pretty different. It's it's 36. That watch is so cool. I mean, the last time, the last time I tried it on, I think I I did not expect to like it as much as I did. It really nails down what I think, what I wish modern explorers nailed. It, it's almost as if it feels closer to a 1016 Explorer than the current Rolex um, Explorer does. Explorer, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. It's fan. It's fantastic, and I, I, I like the fact that you know, it's for the time being kind of immune to the the whole shortage and. Um, oh right! You can price, walk price walk in, stuff. walk into a store and buy it and walk out. But you never know. I mean, some some sometimes things happen to a, a very specific model where. I don't, know, I don't see it happening to the thirties. Oh well, that's a good point, I guess. I mean, I, I, I never saw, I never expected to see prominent gray market dealers selling Grand Seiko above retail. True. Now it's now it's happening. I thought Grand oh. Seiko would be immune to whatever the Rolexes were going through. But that's something Grand Seiko wanted. They wanted they wanted that sort of like fandom here in the states. Because just think yeah. about over the course of the past four years. Grand Seiko's, it's, it's exploded. Yeah. It was like weirdly niche before. And now started with those two Seiko, or, or like, I guess, I guess it was like the Seiko, or Grand Seiko. It was the one Grand Seiko boutique on Rodeo. And then two Seiko boutiques New York in Orlando. Miami. No, no, no. In, in New York and Miami. Exactly. Like now it's just nuts. Oh. <sighs> telling you man yeah well i mean i would say i would say try to try to see one in person as soon as you can um 
Yeah, that would be an awesome watch to just round out the collection. I've even thought about getting it before. But then I think, is two tutors too much for one collection? Because I've kind of, I've still been sticking to the GMT. I have those. You have it still. I have those fits of rage where I think, oh, I'm going to sell it. It's too big. And then I I wear it for a weekend and think, oh, this thing is pretty cool. It sounds like you have a very abusive relationship with your your tutor. With that tutor and with my Speedmaster, both of them. (laughs) Speedmaster's broken again. No, wrong there's there's like a dog hair in the movement or something. <laughs> I got it. But, but you know what? I, I did service it. I did service it about five years ago, if you can believe that. Um, wow. So it might just it might be time to get it checked out again. I don't know. <sighs> Wait, when it broke the first time, didn't you have someone look at it or did it just magically start working again? It magically started working again. Yeah. OK. And it, and it was never fixed. It was never fixed. I just kind of so, hit it. A little the bit. dog hair moved from one gear to another gear. It sounds like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, or send it to Baird. Way. Yeah, I can do that. Maybe crack I crack that, that shit open, clean it good. I sent him. I, I gave him my vintage Omega. I saw that. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks better on him than it ever looked on my stupid ass. <laughs> you know telling you man here let's do this world's longest fucking wrist check it's okay that's what this show's about tangents tangents god i'm so i'm so so parched and i'm out of water i shouldn't have eaten all this chocolate want to get water uh let's go through housekeeping you want to talk through i was looking at the stuff you posted on the site do you want to talk about this hamilton thing or the psycho thing yeah i i so we we redesigned the site. This is something I think we talked about at the end of the last episode. It looks really good. You did some great work on the site. It's uh, it's zippy. It looks good. Um, and I I really just wanted to get into the habit of you know highlighting some cool things. And one thing that I found really only one outlet had written about before we did, uh, and then somebody else wrote about it. I'm not sure why it's not getting more attention. But it's this Hamilton khaki field automatic chronograph. And oh shit, look at that. I was <laughs> it was very confusing at first because Hamilton still does sell something called the Hamilton Khaki Field Auto- Automatic Chrono. The fuck is happening with these names? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically they took the overall look and feel of those the relaunch of the the khaki field, the khaki field mechanical, and they basically turned it into a chronograph. Mm. It looks really cool. Uh, if you notice in one photo, you'll see that the numerals are raised along with the indices. Oh, it's really nice 3D effect. Um, the whole case is sandblasted. It has a disgusting... Oh, I see that. Disgusting bun strap. Just ridiculous. <laughs> I was going to yeah. ask you, is that a bun strap? It is. Sold. It's like a weird, worn. Is it? Is that camo? What is this? I'm kind of. It looks like a there. camo bunt strap. Does it come with a slim jim too? This, this guy looks like Xerxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It comes with a fucking. Uh, comes with a with a slim jim and a duck call. <laughs> this is awesome. I am. I am. I am violently anti bunt strap. 
I'm just going to put that out there. But <laughs> the only context I actually think I'm interested in wearing a bun strap would be on an old to know Vostok Amphibia. Okay. I think it would look good on one. I've seen them before. I just don't know what it would look like on me because I have, um, I had tiny wrist before, but I've been losing weight. I've, I've lost wrist girth. Oh. <laughs> You've lost some girth. I've lost some girth in my wrists. I had to take in, I put on the Christmas card for the first time in a while and I had to like tighten the micro adjustment on the clasp. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? It's probably because I cut out gluten. That's true. That's After gonna, I found you're out not going to swell allergic. up as much. Yeah. Exactly. I lost 25 pounds. Yeah. Which may be, which may be bad. I don't know. I'd be dying. I'd be, yeah, might be That's time. good, man. But me losing weight or me dying, or yes. I, I mean, it depends. Both are good things if you if you sit and <laughs> ponder the the philosophy of the whole thing. But <laughs> but it's good that you lost weight. Yeah, so I, probably that's what that was. But but yeah, that's sorry, I'm getting very off topic. That's I would wear a bunch strap on an old to know Vostok amphibia. What is it? Oh, it's a seven seven five zero. But the problem is this watch is 44 millimeters wide. It has to be. It's also probably super thick. That movement is huge, right? It's, pre- it's pretty thick. And then the bun strap makes it look larger. And this this should have been a 42. I think that's that's probably the, the first point of criticism most people <sighs> um, run to with, with this watch. It should have been a 42. Do uh, any 7750s come in 40, 42, uh, in 42 millimeters? I mean, you can you can get that movement in smaller watches. I think one watch that okay. I that I talked about in this article was the Zin five five six. I think the Zin one hundred three is also um, kind of it's it's smaller. Yeah, so the one hundred three and the three five six series from Zin are a little more expensive than this. This watch is around eighteen hundred. It you have to really like the look of this whole khaki field thing to, to buy this watch. I think, I think if somebody buys this watch, they're really going to get it mostly because they like the look or if they have larger wrists. I was going to say you need larger wrist. Yeah. If, still, if I wanted a, a kind of field or aviation inspired 7750 chrono, I'd probably still go for Zinn uh, before something like this Hamilton, even though I'm, those I'm, models break 2000. I love the, the the markers, like these raised. That part is very cool. Yeah, That's so cool. I mean, maybe this watch won't be super popular, and then there will be some resellers on Amazon or eBay where you can get it for... I mean, if you can get it for... It's like a sausage dial. Like, a, like, a, like, a, like one of those... I don't know if they still do. Remember those Panerai sausage dials they would do? No, well, the sausage dials are painted. They just paint onto them. This is something else. Those those mar- the markers and the numerals, they're actually made out of something uh, Luminova. So there, Hamilton. I didn't include any shots with these these press photos. At least not sixty more hour power reserve. Yeah, I check, mean, check this out on the site. It's interesting. It's, I just yeah. If this was forty two. That would be yeah. killed. I think I think people would be losing their minds if it was forty two. 
I would actually, I actually wouldn't mind if they chose a manual line chronograph to maybe even make it a little bit thinner. Yeah. I don't know, bun strap. Whatever. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it'll look good on just a regular. If you get just like a regular, uh, riveted strap, almost like what you see those those Laco watches come on. Mm. Probably look pretty cool. Maybe they put on a bun strap to make the watch look smaller. If the strap looks if the strap looks bigger than the watch, maybe the watch looks smaller. Ends up looking like a BDSM torture device. <laughs> let's drop. Let's be real. Uh, that's great. What was another Seiko thing you were talking about? So these have been around for a while, but I, I'm I'm too stupid to to keep up with Seiko news anymore. We were talking about Seiya Japan, and I've I've been. Uh, I've really been cutting back on where I consume my watch news mm-hmm. um, to, to a couple sites and maybe one YouTube channel, maybe two YouTube channels. Um, Just Watches is one of them, by the way. Great YouTube channel. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so these things have been out for a bit. And let me see if I can find a photo of all three. I'm actually just going to send you this one. I have started to get my news on Seiko releases just from Seiya Japan. And looking at his new section. <laughs> nice. It's kind of funny. Seen this. This is the Seiko. This is going to be the JDM reference, just from where I'm reading it. The Seiko Prospects 200 meter solar diver SB, SBDN 075. These are 38.5 millimeters diameter, 10.6 millimeter thickness. Lug to lug is 46.5. Dude, look at solar diver. Look at the bezel. It has um, this. It looks like it has like almost like a vinyl record texture. I'm so sold. Or 3D printed. It kind of looks printed, actually. That's kind of funny when you say it. I but like this. These are these were just kind of quietly released, and as you can see, the black one is sold out on Seiya because I think it's the one that people really wanted to go for. Um, and the um, the solar divers from Seiko in the past have been so huge. I think forty five plus in some cases. Um, you had those solar tunas that are pretty popular now. But these these were kind of released without people really talking about them, and I mean it's they're a little expensive. I mean this one's three ninety nine on Seiya, so that's going to be one of the better prices that you can find. And compared to, um, say the EcoDrive ProMaster that you gave me, yeah, tough when you can get those. But if you like the look and you wanted a smaller version of a solar Seiko diver. I love the size. The size is what's really. Oh, yeah. why is it sapphire? Sapphire what? Crystal. I mean, that's a plus. Yeah, it's just weird they're not doing the Seiko hard legs, or is that gone now? Am I dated? They're trying to put sapphire on some of these newer things. So I huh. think, I think for example, you remember when those new sumos came out? Um, mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, why are they so expensive? I think they tried to make Sapphire one of the reasons. Uh, oh. Expensive now because it's got a, a new 6R and it's got Sapphire and it's got yeah. this version of Dia, whatever. 
whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, these are <laughs> these are fun though. Actually, I mean, at four hundred bucks, it's not okay. Yes, there's other okay. So here's the thing: if you're looking, if you're looking for just like an affordable dive watch, this is not it. If you've had tons of dive watches and you're kind of like a solar quartz geek like Michael and I are, this is actually a really cool option. I think they make a couple different versions. There's there's one. Let's see. There's, there's like a teal, weird baby blue teal one. Did you see that? I did. It has it has. I think it's the patty version. Yeah, I it's the patty version. It has that globe pattern on the back. I don't like I don't like the globe pattern. That's what I don't like. And they have another version that almost looks like. It looks like a rupier sort of color. Or brown. It's the SBDN071. Is this? Is this? I can't tell if it's sort of brown or if it's gray and say Japan like fucked up his white balance or something. He has some pretty good photos overall. It does, yeah. I think this is. It's almost like a. I think it's a brownie gray purple, if that makes sense. Because in certain lights, it's a purple vibe. Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, knows? you know what? I think this. I think they're trying. Are they trying to do like a ghosted bezel look? What the uh, black one? I would just go for the black one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer. I would just go for the black one. These are badass. I like these. These are these are a good call out. Let's just all get our fucking news from say Japan. Yeah. At this point. That's that's the thing, and I don't know if you're. We don't we don't have to talk about them now, but if you're on the Say <clears throat> Japan site now and you see the the watches that are marked new, mm-hmm. there's some cool stuff like say these Seiko Astron radio controlled solar powered. Oh shit! Look at that. It's the SBDXY007 and the SBDXY005. That white dial is gone because it's titanium. It's only 41 millimeters and it's 11.3. That's some cool shit on here. It looks like an old speed timer. Yeah. Japan is again getting the cool stuff. I guess they always get the cool stuff. Yeah, of course. It's a Japanese company. <laughs> always going to give the cool shit to themselves. That's how it works, dude. In in my new wave of watch lust, Seiko is is coming back into my heart. Okay. <laughs> I have softened my heart to Seiko again, and <laughs> the, the timing the timing is kind of perfect with these these newer models that I've I've been seeing. Ah, I'm not surprised that that white dial Astron sold out so fast. The thing is gorgeous. Yeah. Let me see. Let me check if he's got any cool citizens in. Any like those uh, new? Those new bullheads are insane. Oh wow. I was also looking at these like the citizens. Oh, the citizen. The citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got one of these things instead of the uh, nine of courts. Chan film. Oh no, that was the foreigner. The foreigner. The foreigner. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. All right, I'm focusing now. I'm here. Those egos are fun. That's yeah, a cool that, shout that, out. That was just some stuff. I mean, we we um we're. Back to the site, we're we're trying to pick out, um, you know, cool cool pieces that we can write about from a, a news perspective, and um, these these Spaco, Spacos, these Seikos specifically don't have um, articles on the site now, but 
we thought we would call them out because I haven't seen them in very many places. Besides, you know what we could, yeah. you know what we could do. We could do something like once every week or once every two weeks at the end of the week that literally just says stuff no one else is talking about. Yeah, and just in that, <laughs> literally just post stuff like one paragraph. Hey, there are these new Seikos that no one's talking about. Hey, here's this Hamilton, which kind of got some press, but no one really. You know what I mean? That way. It's just it lives in one place and everyone can just like hear our hot takes. Hot yeah, this takes. this week the the biggest news pieces were those those the Vacheron uh GMT and the chronograph that came out in titanium mm. with that mountain climber guy. I don't even know who he is. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it's the uh the new Omega Speedmasters that have these Spectre dials. I don't even know. I don't know. They they look fine. Probably very expensive. <laughs> I'm so enthusiastic. Let me go. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the Vacherons look very cool, by the way. I, I, I would love the, the titanium GMT, but I think there are only 150 of them, and I think they're well over 30-something thousand dollars. So, Well, now. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, I'm on Google. Speedmaster, what, what else am I typing in? Uh, what are they called? Speedmaster. What's going to come out of the gun? What are they called? This is how important this news was to me. Chronoscope? Uh, That's it. That's the one. Scope. Oh. Hey. It's fine. You know what's funny about these? They look like those um, Citizen Campanolas I used to send you pictures of. I can also (laughs) buy Dan Henry. <laughs> oh my god show's over that's perfect yeah i don't buy it dan henry yeah those look uh i mean it's interesting it's just you know what's really funny i kind of wish they just didn't call it a speedmaster yeah that's true i mean just do something else like it's it's okay or put it in in an older in an older kind of seamaster chronograph looking case you have yeah, to be kind of badass Seamaster chronographs. Yeah. Um, put this dial on those types of cases. Uh, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Steel and strap models, 8,300. Steel with steel bracelet, 8,600. Bronze gold, 14,000. Not an heirloom watch. No. Uh, does not spark joy. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, they, it, you're totally right. They look fine. Eh, I just, eh. It's interesting. We should do two segments. Shit no one else is talking about and shit people need to stop talking about. And we can put, we can put basically everything in the shit people need to stop talking about column because we're, we're miserly here at TBWS. <laughs> can we have a new column where it's called This Is Just Fine or something? <laughs> These are certainly watches. This is certainly... A watch that's been released. <clears throat> All right. At 47 minutes, would you like to get to the main topic? Uh. Oh, I want to... Hold on. I want to give, give another shout-out. Um, Is it to me? I hope it's to me. I want to give a shout-out to Kaz <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for being on this show. For Welcome being on good the show. Woo! I want to get the name of the article right because somebody wrote about us. Um, 
Us? Ugh. Why? What about us? Uh, <laughs> this month, actually, um, just just to because I I know you're you're saying that 47 minutes into this we're getting to the main I, topic, but I did want to. I really don't care. We can we can just not even do the main topic. What's, I did. I did want to point out as you're eating chocolate that we are a serious <laughs> podcast because because Gear Patrol included us in a recent um, article about watch podcasts. Oh, that was cool. What did they say? They call us nerds. Is a very very. <laughs> well, the article is great podcast. Every watch lover should check out right now. And oh. written, written by Zen Love, a good kind of longtime listener of the show. Very cool, appreciative of, of this article. And yeah, you know, I just shout out to to you, Zen, for writing this. Thank you very much for including us. And uh, it's kind of cool to be up here with some other watch podcasts. There's a there's a there's actually an awesome photo of your wrist with your grand seiko over a kind of mickey pattern something that's, <laughs> son of a bitch that's that's I don't the even photo like this photo i'm looking at it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's 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 what's up there now i took this on my phone bleary eyed in the morning with mickey mouse pajamas on son of a bitch is that uh, is that your leg with, with <laughs> that's my fucking leg dude it's my stupid leg <laughs> well we are a serious podcast and we're on this serious article <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the shout out. That's so fucking good. I love how you could tell I was eating chocolate again. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, I also I also like the last sentence here. New episodes come out like whenever they feel like making one. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the humor. I also accept the burn. Yes. These tend to just kind of We should regiment these a bit more again. What do you think? <laughs> Michael, would you like to talk? That's my whole thought. Would you like to talk about early watches? <laughs> Let's do it. I have some ideas, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting exercise for me because I don't I don't plan on bringing spawn into the earth. <laughs> well, no one no one plans on it, right? <laughs> I mean, some people plan it. <laughs> it happens by accident. They crawl out of your body and stomp on your dreams. Is that not? Is that not the normal order of operations? But I, I, I don't su- know. I suppose I can think about this as, uh, you know, a watch that I would pass on to somebody. Does it does it necessarily have to be somebody like a youngin? You know, does it have to be? A- no, I I. So I would love I- to find a random child just at the fair and give him a watch. <laughs> hey, hey, kid, come here, come here. He has it. He has this watch. Uh, Boy, this while I don't know why I'm giving a creepy guy. Yeah, he has this watch. Yeah, go back to your car and masturbate, <laughs> or whatever you do when you give children very expensive gifts. I'm not entirely sure, but um, no, I don't. When I first heard this, my brain didn't think initially heirloom to like a child, even though I guess that's the connotation. My thought was just bequeathing possessions upon your demise. Okay. Or inevitable. De- that's how I, that's how I kind of thought of it. Because you're an totally heirloom, right. An heirloom stays in the family, though traditionally, right? Oh, we'll see here. That's probably why my perception of it is a little bit weird. I'm very disassociated from my blood family. Mm. They don't necessarily. Sorry, guys. Now that you fucking listen to the show, enter my thoughts every day. 
right? Just because we've like had a very with my wife and all this stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. when we got married, we had this really weird falling out, and like we're talking and we're like amicable and stuff now, but there's just all kinds of other bullshit. So it's just like, but that's actually an interesting point. You're totally right. The idea behind the heirloom is to keep it in the family and give it to someone in the family, usually a child. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily your child. It could be like a god, like a, I don't know, not a godchild, it's not blood always, but like a niece or a nephew or a dog or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's actually interesting. I didn't think of it like that, but you totally, but that, but you're hitting the nail on the head in that that is traditionally, you know, what you do, but it presents the even more interesting conundrum of what you just said. You don't want to have kids. So how does the heirloom watch work for you? Like, what do you think? So, so, so let's so let's do this. Our watches are going to outlive us. They are. Yeah. <clears throat> Where do you see your watches being when they outlive us? I mean, the probably the first person that comes to mind is my sister. I have a sister. Um, right. She's she's younger than me. She she knows about the podcast. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but she knows what, like I've done work with watches and, and podcast. Um, so I, I think that's, that might be an option. Um, I don't necessarily have children in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, besides you're not, you're not beset with young humans just running around everywhere. Right. And I, on top of that, I moved to the complete opposite side of the country. So I, I have zero family on the West coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh it would it would be it would be pretty difficult i think uh and kind of makes you think about the logistics of your mortality yeah like dying and they're they're just being stuff around i have i <clears throat> my wife and i were talking about this and like that's why we have aggressively just been purging junk because <clears throat> we were talking about her mom i guess she has a lot of stuff and my parents have a lot of stuff and I was just thinking like, okay, when the time comes, what's going to, I'm going to have to like the people you leave behind are stuck with your shit and your debt. You know what I mean? Debt. We got, I guess we can't do much about, but the shit we could do something about. And so like, I've been aggressively purging stuff because like we accumulate so much junk and the junk's going to stay here. So I think it is a weird one, you know? Yeah, we are we are basking in <coughs> just an excess of wealth and convenience and surplus of things. <laughs> it's just not even, Michael and I specifically as a, as a society. Yes, just to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Michael's not bragging. I mean, no, he's probably bragging, no, no, no. but you mean, I he... meant as a society. Yes, <laughs> we are we are basking in wealth and surplus and convenience. Mm-hmm. Even, even people at the lower end, <clears throat> if if you're considering the lower spectrums of your economic level, your income level, even even people just have a ton of stuff. It's just you yeah. have so many things. <laughs> yeah. Uh so watches, I mean, I besides somebody like my sister or if it's um um I've actually given away watches to um s- I <laughs> Again, I didn't approach a random child, but okay, I, have, I just really, I just really want to iron out for the record that that that, that did not happen. Okay, okay, good. Friends, mutual friends that are in this watch circle, I have passed watches 
over. It's like, hey, I think your kid would like this. It's kind of just been sitting mm, around. I don't know if that's, that's cool. an heirloom thing, but I, those are watches that I've spoke. Um, so I really don't think, I think it might be a case where I, I do just die and then somebody takes my watches. But if I hear that, I, I, I have to think pretty hard about the one watch scenario. If, if I, but were to I, I like what you just described, because what you just described is probably the reality of what's going to happen. The concept of the heirloom watch, I don't like because it's so romanticized to the point where and I've seen people do this. They'll buy a watch because they think it'll make a good heirloom watch. Yeah. Dude, there are people that's that, insane. There are people that leave the hospital on the day that their child is born and they buy a watch. Yeah. Go down. I mean, it sounds very romantic. Maybe back when you could do this with Rolex to your kid is born, you go to a jewelry store nearby, you buy a Rolex, you keep the receipt with the date of of birth. That's that's pretty cool. Um it's cool, but fucking like, do, don't you think your kid would have probably really appreciated if you took that thirteen thousand dollars and maybe saved it for them? I mean, and I put it into like a savings account for them or something like that instead of a fucking watch. It's kind of a gamble because you could also have a kid that grows up and is just like, yeah, I'm not into this. Exactly, <laughs> into this whole watch thing. <laughs> like you set an expectation for that kid to treasure something that you treasured and that's not what kids do always sure yeah yeah that's like that's that's a good point you know like i don't like the concept of the heirloom watch i don't like all the sexy romanticism around it i like kind of what you just described those two scenarios where hey i think this would be a cool watch to pass on here you go and the other one is just well when i'm gone the something's just gonna happen to the watches i guess you know what i mean like well, also, I, you, I just mm. you might even have instances where the heirloom watch is passed on purely from um, purely from the position of it being in an asset class of its own. So, say there's been, I, I mean, what if it's a piece unique five thousand four Patek that's been in the family for two or three generations? That's a different. That's a whole different thing. And that's, you you keep it with your Gutenberg Bible and your Rembrandt sketches <laughs> and you know that 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 I think that's a different that's not a normal case scenario but yeah you're right that's a different class of like heirloom that's a pretty that we're good talking about. pretty good heirloom watch I would say <laughs> oh I'm telling you man I don't know it's because I've I've had that thought I I when I first started collecting watches that entered my mind because I heard of someone doing that. I heard someone get like a birth year. I don't know why it was, a, it was a 007. It was like a SKX 007. And they're like, Oh, I bought this for my kid. And like, I heard that concept and like, that sounded so cool. And I'm just like, Oh, that's actually something I think I want to do too. But I think you and I as jaded broke watch snobs have just really become immune to like the, weird romantic luster of certain things in the watch industry that like now that concept to me is just fucking stupid don't buy a watch or an heirloom piece unless it's unless you're doing it as like a weird investment thing if you didn't want to invest a, you know ten thousand bucks i'm sure if you bought a ten thousand dollar rolex today it would be worth you know, how much do you think a rolex price is going to go up in 20 years it's it's bananas. <clears throat> I <clears throat> fuck. Sorry, I'm very thirsty. 
Well, to give you an idea, I <laughs> I purchased uh, the 42 millimeter Explorer 2 Polar Dial. Purchased a while back. I purchased used in, I think, 2018. It's right. 2021 now. And that thing is reliably twice what I paid for right now. Okay, so maybe we that's, should that's all three, buy Rolexes for our children. That's three years. That's three years. <laughs> maybe maybe Rolexes are a sound investment for our children. I don't know. That's so nuts, man. Um, maybe but, Rolexes are going to be like Stone of Jordans in Diablo 2. Did you ever play Diablo 2 when you were a kid? Never. Okay, well, for anyone that gets that fucking joke. There are Jordans in the game? The sto- Stone of Jordan. It's an oh. item in the game. It basically replaced Stone currency. Okay. You know what I mean? So the item, so it's like, oh, I'll trade you 20 Stone of Jordans for this blah, blah, blah. But the, the funny thing is, it wasn't ever meant to be currency. It only became currency because it was... It, 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 listen, it's fucking stupid, Michael. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about it. But basically, I thought you were the, talking about this, the shoes. In this scenario, I know. Well, we could be. You're a sneakerhead. I guess, are Jordans currency? I have no idea. I don't know anything about shoes. I still have my blue cons. That's all I have. And my green ones, which I've never worn. And I never will. Oh. That's that's that, that's the heirloom. I guess those are. Oh my god! I've become the monster. I have heirloom kicks. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't know why. I so I have I have two pairs of Converse. I have the blue ones, the TBW's blue ones, which you've seen, and I have these teal ones, which um, I've taken some photos with uh, against my Christmas chrono. I have never worn those teal ones, and I don't know why. I never want to, but I love them. But I'm not a sneakerhead. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know why I don't want to wear them. I love them. I don't want to wear them. Maybe on special occasions. I don't know. Maybe on maybe on special maybe maybe at the birth of my child. <laughs> I'll wear those shoes. You know, I'll hand them their birth year, I don't know, Seiko <laughs> cocktail time and I'll be done with it. But I don't know, the heirloom watch is just I don't like thinking of it as a large grand thing. That said, that's not... That doesn't mean I haven't thought about what's going to happen to my watches after I die. You know? But it's also an odd scenario to think about. So, like, my wife and I are going to have kids. We want to have kids. It's probably going to happen... Excuse me, like, next year or in two years or something like that. Eh, it'll be fine. One of us will die. It'll be, you know, either I'm going to die or the kid's going to die. Either way, it's it's, it's all going to kind of work out. You know what I mean? Cool. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a good mindset. <laughs> Listen, one of us is going to die and it's going to be fine. All right? <laughs> I'm going to write that on the first year birthday cake. That whole, that whole quote. Listen, listen. One of us is going to die. It's going to be fine. Period. Uh, Little Bojmir. Um... <laughs> what was I talking about? So I don't know. I well here okay, so here's the fucked up thing. When we start thinking about this scenario, I thought about what would happen to my watches if I died right now. And so I thought of people in my life currently who are alive that I would give watches to. <laughs> so I gave you my big zero. Um I gave Becky the Christmas chrono because she because she likes it, you know? I didn't really get farther than that. I don't know what else. I haven't really I think finished thinking about it. Not to disrespect your death wishes, <laughs> but I think I think the big zero should probably go to your wife because you were married in that watch, <laughs> and I would feel awful taking it. I, I think 
like she's gonna like wear it in the pool or something. <laughs> Even in death, you don't trust her. I don't. She cracked the crystal on that man. I don't. Uh, still got the. I still got the crack on that. I don't know. I. I. I know you would never wear it, <laughs> which I think is maybe the point. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wear it in the pool. <laughs> to, to, thank you. Thank that, you. If that helps you sleep. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't make bread while wearing your watch, all right? <laughs> Which watch do you want? Do you want my you want my Seamaster? You liked that watch. You wore that watch for a little bit. I do I do like that watch. I've I've actually thought about again, I've thought about buying the counterpart to that watch that um Omega also released around the same time. It's the it's basically your watch, but it's a black dial and the markers are different. It it, it gets more of that big triangle 12, 12 o'clock Ooh, marker. That looks, yeah. It looks like the, uh, and in my fantasy, we could be like quartz Seamaster bros, but you got, you have that one and I have the black one. That's. I, I like this fantasy. This is a fantasy I, I, can, I can get on board with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it more of that Seamaster like 300 vibe or whatever? Exactly. It's, called? it's, it's almost yeah. a little more mil spec. That's totally up your alley. Dude, let's be court Seamaster Bros. Push me, Kaz. I'm, I'm, push very, me. I'm very vulnerable right now after, <laughs> after blowing my streak. <laughs> ah, that's so good. So thinking of specific watches, I, I think um, to me, the heirloom watch is less of a... I'm I'm less infatuated by the idea of purchasing a watch for being an heirloom and having right. having a watch kind of become an heirloom. <clears throat> so the the watch that I think about, um, at least in my family, that's close to anything resembling an heirloom watch is probably my grandfather's um, Rolex Datejust. Mm-hmm. Um, the one you had cleaned, right? That one. Yeah. So this this yeah. watch is. Um, like this is this is the retirement Rolex. So grandfather was an immigrant. He found a factory, worked there for 25 years. On the last day, they gave him a Rolex. <laughs> literally Classic. something, literally something that does not happen anymore. Um, and he wore that thing for for decades, not not serviced once. In his older age, he he, I don't know why he thinks that he's gonna get mugged. So he gave the watch to my dad. And my dad was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Uh, and then I, first thing I said, well, got to get serviced. So I serviced it here in Seattle, uh, gave it back to him. And then my dad was like, oh, okay, when I'm long gone, you'll have this watch. So I think if I pass mm. anything along to a family member, that'll probably go to hopefully my sister. Uh, yeah. And then she has, she's looking to have kids. Uh, so Probably it'll be her kids that get anything if I'm thinking, that if I'm really stay, thinking about it. That will stay. That watch needs to stay in the family. See, that I get. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you see, I, I don't know if you see your dad's date just the same way. Because mm. <sighs> he knows you like watches, you know? He knows I like watches. And, and yeah. So here's what's, here's what's interesting. So this is, this is, this might be like a, first generation problem that watch my dad's rolex has the potential to become an heirloom piece that stays in the family Mm -hmm. but that is contingent on whether or not 
I accept that. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so the story of that watch, my dad, my dad came to this country. Um, he did his medical residency up in, uh, up in New York. And then he came down here or, and then he spent some time in Evansville, Indiana, and they moved around a bunch. And then eventually they came down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he was finally able to kind of like establish himself and feel like he made it. And when he opened his practice here, you know, in the United States, his medical practice, the first thing he did, he went to the Boca Town Center. He walked into, I think it was a mayor's, and he bought that watch. Like awesome. to, to, to symbolize the journey, you know, um, that is excellent heirloom watch potential. Yeah. So to commemorate Michael, you and I talking would, I would me honoring that watch would commemorate literally you and I meeting. Cause if my dad didn't go through that and do all the journey, there would be the no two, two book watch stops. Like that's how you have to think about it and contextualize that kind of stuff. Because the watch that he bought isn't, oh, my dad bought this really cool Rolex at the right time. Who gives a shit about the watch? You know what I mean? It was everything around the watch. And so um, I would treat that watch as an heirloom piece. Um, yeah. Because if it weren't for the process of my dad going through everything and getting that watch, you know, wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? So that is heirloom. See, like that scenario is heirloom watch potential. My dad didn't fucking buy that watch thinking, I'm going to give this to my fat, stupid, ungrateful son one day. <laughs> and then he too will pass it on to some sort of kin that he won't be really jazzed about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, so you can't artificially create this concept of an heirloom watch to your point. Something has to become an heirloom watch. So I like that. I mean, honestly, in my life, I, my big zero is heirloom watch potential because you hit the nail on the head. I got married in that watch. That's actually my memory watch. I've I've purposefully attached a fuck ton of memories just to my big zero. <clears throat> Around pivotal things, pivotal choices in my life that will have influenced, you know, my future kid when they're here. So... That's that's how you make a proper heirloom watch. It's not you buying a Seiko and throwing it in your safe with the receipt. And then when your kid's 18, well, here's your heirloom watch. Uh, thanks, Dad. I'll just use my phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the watch is not the point. I think that's the headline for the whole heirloom watch thing. The watch is not the point. So... Because me just thinking about my dad's Rolex made me contextualize it in that way. I would not be here right now if my dad didn't go through all that bullshit. It's true. Yeah, that that fascination. Uh, I mean, that the uh, I guess a similar watch for me would be my other grandfather's Timex, which mm. I totally lost. I I can't. I I tried to I tried to find it after. I think the guy was ended up being buried with the damn the damn thing. But that was that was another really? watch that I admired growing up and he's probably buried with a timex <laughs> which, that's awesome which is pretty sweet you're selling like a shoe box in your childhood house or something nope nobody we just went through the entire estate actually um, ah. a couple couple years ago and uh nobody could find the damn thing i really, probably still wearing it probably still wearing 
<laughs> Takes a licking, keeps on ticking. That'd be wild if it's still ticking. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I think I think another watch, obviously, then for me, if maybe maybe an older age, if I make it, maybe you'd eventually get closer to the one watch. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I do think if if I voluntarily passed anything along before dying, say my sister has kids or something, I think besides something like the Rolex from my grandfather, if it would be my watch, one of mine, I think I would definitely choose the uh, the Doxa. Like yeah, I was thinking I'm like that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, it's that one's got to be it for me because I I would just love to be long gone and some kid that has it is just maybe inadvertently comes into contact with a watch person. And that person's like, where did you get this freaking thing? It's like, I don't know. I had this like estranged uncle that this crazy <laughs> uncle just mailed it to me with a bottle of whiskey. I don't, I just, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I mailed it to the kid with a, with a gun and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and uh, and, and I know on the uh, on the box, it says for emergency use only. It's like, what did my uncle expect me to get into? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love that. That's actually, I mean, so just to catch ourselves, we are romanticizing the concept of an heirloom watch by creating this idea of someone seeing it on your future nephew or niece's, you know what I mean? But like, it's still, it's still cool to think that. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, but again, I think like you said, the watch has to become that heirloom. Exactly. Exactly. It's got to, it's got to, so it's got to put in the work. It's got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, the, definitely the big zero. Uh, I think honestly, the big zero is probably the most appropriate heirloom watch potential thing. Like, there are really incredibly iconic TBW's watches and watches that are very personal to me. But again, with an with the criteria of an heirloom watch being something that's pivotal to a particular family or to someone's existence here or life decisions or anything like that, big zero. That's that's it for me. I'll, I'll probably pass that on to my kid. I also wonder, so how much of a pain in the ass would it be to maintain a big zero over several lifetimes. It's an easy watch to service. Someone okay. just has to know to service it. Okay. Because that's the thing with the that's the thing with the Soviet movement, specifically this 2609 that's in there. It's a very simple three-handed movement. Because the Soviets, when they were engineering watches, and really most of the technology, the idea is that we don't throw anything away. Mm, yeah. We have to make something last as long as possible. So even if you have to service your watch a bunch, which some Soviet movements need, a, a, you know, a lot of attention, it's easy. Um, I can't say the same probably for that thirty-one, thirty-three, that pole yacht. That's probably paying the fuck. Yeah. Ass. Do you do you still have that one? Or was <laughs> I that... still have it? It's for sale. It's for sale, man. Oh, I'm so thirsty. God, I'm so thirsty. Sorry. <laughs> Cuke. Have you, you want... tried Cuke? You do. You... <laughs> You want water? Do you want to ask for water? <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael, can I have some water? <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe your wife can help with some no, water. No, I don't want to bother. She's comfortable. It's fine. I'll be fine. I'm okay. good. I'm here now. 
God, I'm so thirsty. I was just, <laughs> I don't know why. The way I, the way I said, I just remember that episode. Uh, this is fun. But no, I, I, yeah, the Briquetta Big Zero would not be hard for someone to service. Someone would just have to know it needs to be serviced. Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give the watch to, I would hope, I would hope, God, the curse of every parent. I would hope my kid at least knew a little bit about the stuff that I know a lot about. And I hope my kid, even if they don't like watches, would at least know the difference between a quartz watch and a mechanical watch. Because if I just gave the big zero to someone and it wasn't working, they'd be like, the the battery's dead. It's like, okay, well, I, I, I would probably come back from the grave just to kill myself again in front of my kid if they thought that about the big zero. Does that make sense? Well, I think I think you <clears throat> I think you would be the kind of parent that because growing up, I think kids <clears throat> are sort of naturally interested in what their parents are interested in. Now, right. if that interest is like getting pissed drunk every evening, that's one thing. But I, I mean, it. if you're if your child grows up and is like, huh, like I noticed dad in the office a lot tinkering with watches or yeah. looking at watches or recording things about watches and taking photos. Um, you know, I, I think the child is naturally going to get interested in what you're doing that's a good point when they're younger they want to do what you do is that they just they literally just want to spend time with you yeah so that's a that's a fair point so by by spatial osmosis the kid will probably know that hey that raketa big zero thing that dad likes doesn't need a battery need to be wound up sure so that's a good point but yeah but i think that your your doctor for you makes a ton of sense my big zero for me makes a lot of sense also. Yeah. Heirloom watches, man. Yeah, I think I think I think the state <laughs> the state of being an heirloom watch has to be earned, not bought. Um, exactly. I, w- I would probably those would be the two watches that I, I would really think about in my final days. <laughs> They're still around. <laughs> Is the uh, is the heirloom watch in the same realm of uh, thinking as the birth year watch, like your own birth year? Because there's this. I've noticed people do this with Rolexes. Not once. I want, not once have I ever thought about the birth year watch. I did for a li- I did for a second because someone I know was super jazzed because they got a birth year Submariner, like a 1987 or some bullshit. Yeah, but then when you're like 60 years old and falling apart. You know, are you going to look at the watch the same way? The watch is going to make you feel inferior. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I look like shit for 70? You look great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I know. Uh, I mean, I no funny. no offense to people that do that. I just, I never got the whole thing of birth year watch. I think it's in the same mental realm of romanticizing this whole idea of like, it's also quite vain of a concept, which is totally fine. Yeah. Watch collecting in and of itself is a vain endeavor. Yeah. Anyone that tells you differently is a fucking liar. You're a watch collector. You're probably quite vain. I think that's fine. I think that's okay. No? I'm telling you, man. So interesting. Birth year, birth year Rolex. We should make up a new thing. What's the... Oh my god, can we do death year like like a like like a death day watch? Like if we can figure out when we're gonna die, can we do like an Amazon order time specifically for the day we die so the watch arrives at our door after we're dead? 
Dude, I don't talk to a lot of people about this, but I'll tell you right now, I've been, I've, I'm in deep on, um, building out these dead man switch systems or like, I'm not familiar. <laughs> so there, there are some like independent devs online and they, they figure out ways to like, like there's this one dead man switch project where I think it's an email based service. And what they sure. do is they send, they send you push notifications on your phone every once in a while. And you just have to hit like, okay on them or whatever but basically huh. basically if you go too long without hitting okay like when you die this whole like this whole volley of emails is released to very important people and it i mean you, you can the whole thing can be very good natured like you can send family members important logins for like stuff on your will banking things oh this, this and that. i understand okay but it's i i get really into the tech behind that kind of stuff and it is a little bit creepy but to answer your question maybe you can use a system like that like a dead man switch uh to where if you die there's some kind of like auto purchase on <laughs> and we then could it, do that what ship it to your wife like <laughs> I don't note. really know who I was shipping to. I mean, but how? It kind of happened in one? John Wick. He got a dog, like his. Have wife. you seen those movies, by the way? I I made my wife watch the first one. Did she not like it? It was it was tough to get through the dog scene, but after that, it's smooth sailing. She was pretty into it. I don't know, but yeah, that dog that, that, that dog came pretty quick. Maybe maybe she had maybe his wife had it on like a on like a dead man switch system. So, I die. He gets a dog with this note. Just send him a dog with this note. That's interesting. Those <laughs> movies are, are are the first one in particular is quite fantastic. I've only seen the first one. I hear good things about the second. I don't know how many Two. there are. There's three. They're making a fourth one. Two is very nice. Three starts to get a little weird. Um, and four is probably going to be really weird. Have you noticed you the watch in that movie? The watch that he wears? Oh, it's uh oh, oh I know what it is. It's um it's very oh, it's very cool and apparently Keanu is, is a fan of the brand. I forget the name. Uh oh, now we gotta look it up. Son of a bitch. Alright. So dumb. I was like looking at it like Oh Carl Carl F. Bucherer. Bu yes, Boucherer, Bucherer, whatever the fuck it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, Bruschetta. John, John, John C. Riley Bruschetta. That's the brand, I think. I don't know. Yeah, with these names. But yes, yeah. I've I'm not familiar. I in John Wick 2, there's a giant, there's like a scene where people are fighting, and um there's a big billboard ad for it. Yeah, I, I think after he wore it in the first movie, I think the brand caught on and then they figured out that he in real life is actually a fan. Uh, yeah, and then I think in part two, apparently the all a ton of the cast members have different Carl F. Oh, watches. that's cool. Yeah, Bruschetta. Bruschetta. Yeah, <laughs> Carl F. Bruschetta. I I miss I miss man. I I I wish. I, I'm so bummed out that we never got to go to Basel because if if we did oh uh, yeah <laughs> could you imagine turning tbws into an ollie g we talk, we've talked about this before we've talked oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, the ali uh, ali g interview with um with be yeah so what was it like what well julia you know <laughs> you interview somebody from carl f bucherer but you keep saying carl f 
bruschetta the whole time. Yes, so was, was it like going to law with the uh, people of Italia? <laughs> you know? <sighs> telling you, dude. All you watch is gluten-free because, you know, they're all the bruschetta. <laughs> telling you, man. <laughs> my, my, my wife had bruschetta for lunch. I think that's the funniest part. That's why that's, that's why that popped into my head. My wife had that at lunch. Or bruschetta, however the fuck you say. I don't know. It's tomatoes on bread. All right. I don't know the other particular nuances of the dish. I just know apparently it's delicious, but I can't eat it. Got fucking bread. Oh, Michael. What were we talking about? But the John Wick films are quite nice. Um, I would watch two and three, but at a certain point, just kind of disassociate yourself from the story and just enjoy the action. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And the acting. Um, really, really, really good stuff. So. Maybe I'll watch that tomorrow when Becky's out. My wife won't like those movies. She's not. She 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 doesn't like those movies. Yeah, I have to carve in the uh, the dude time pretty yeah pretty carefully because I'll try to recommend movies and it's like oh I spent the whole day in a hospital with psychotic people and um a nurse got her finger bit off. It's pretty action packed day today. Like, Pretty, I have really had enough action. I'm like, you want to watch the John day. Wick? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's heavy. Oh man, I think, I think I feel good. I feel, I just feel better about the whole idea of the whole heirloom watch thing. And I, I have a good, I have a good plan. I have a good plan for my big zero now. I feel good. A big zero, a doxa, and maybe two day chests. That's what we're yeah. talking about here at TBW. Yeah, a partridge in a pear tree. All right. <laughs> oh man, anything else? No, I just I'm I just gonna think about dying the whole rest of the day. So that's cool. Welcome to my world. All right. <laughs> well, it, I you made a comment that stuck with me, and I'm I'm afraid you were talking a while back about working out. I think I said to you the last time I worked out, um, we just invaded Iraq the second time. Or the, like in I don't know two thousand and some it was okay uh, George George Bush George Bush was still president okay his son and the what, other one what did God I say <laughs> you said you're gonna die that was what you said to me gotta work out man you got that was the last time I worked out when I was thirteen I'm thirty four now was that twenty one years ago I mean hey if you've lost it if you've lost a bunch of weight recently. You've got some good momentum. Next step, I don't try to do like right? try to try to hit those ten thousand steps a day. That's all you got to do. Literally, that's all. Where you am to I going to go for ten thousand? Where am I walking to? I mean, you live in a beautiful like celebration, Florida. Aren't there a ton of like nice walkways there? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a ton of nice places for me to drive through on my golf cart, which is what I've been doing a lot of lately. I, I can walk to my golf cart. Walk on the sidewalk. The distance that you drive around in your golf cart. Try that on the sidewalk. Not the drive. golf cart on the sidewalk. Your feet. <laughs> Out of my way. I'm a motorist. I, uh, <laughs> I, we drive about 10 miles a day in the golf cart. You don't have to walk 10 miles a day. But. Right. I mean. <laughs> how many steps are in a mile? How many steps do I have to take for a mile? Depends on how tall you are. I'm 5'11". As of your feet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, don't know that. I don't know how to do that math. <laughs> Shoe size is ten and a half or eleven and a half. I don't remember. The 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 I had to check my shoes, but the number rubbed off of my shoes, so I just had to guess. I think if you walk something like four miles, you're probably going to be pretty close to ten thousand steps. 
What if I just what if I just drink water all the time? Would that make me healthy? That's a good thing to do, yeah. If you literally drank only water, that's one of the best things you could do for your health. Cut I just I dr- anything that isn't water. I drink water, espresso, and cider. I don't we don't we don't really drink soda anymore. The espresso is fine. I mean, in moderation. But I drink three a day. Yeah. <laughs> sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, I sleep sometimes. I slept last week. I don't know. I, I, right. I mean, I guess there are like two shots of espresso in, in a latte. That's not that bad. Oh, uh, I'm going to die. This is awesome. I should really start figuring out this whole dead man switch thing now, right? Yeah. I mean, you can, when you figure it out, just make sure to buy me a Royal Oak. <laughs> Okay, I could do that. Um, yeah, no. Now I'm all sad. If you're sad after listening to this episode, write into tbws.contact at gmail.com and let us know. I'm, a, I'm excited. But yeah, no, here, oh yeah, here, let's, let's, I think it's that sad time. tbws.contact at gmail.com. Let us know what's up. Let us know your thoughts on the whole, what the fuck is happening outside? Let us know your thoughts on the discussion around the heirloom watch. Have you been on the other end of the heirloom watch sort of scenario? Are you thinking about the heirloom watch in the same way that Michael and I are in regards to what watch in my collection do I want to pass on to my kid? Because I think that is like a normal thing that happens when a watch fam member has a kid. It's inevitable. You think about it, but you know, but at the same time, the whole status has to be earned. So let us know your thoughts. Hit us up. Um, I guess we're going to try to be more active on Instagram or something. I haven't been on there in forever. I know you're on there. I'm trying. It's whatever. It's just so tough. We should get some bruschetta. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Kind of fasting right now, but when the time is right, I'll have. I'll have some. Why are you fasting? I was fasting last week. Why are you fasting? I do intermittent fasting. That That's oh, another, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another good thing. I usually like, you know, an eighteen six kind of setup. It was Yom Kippur last week. That's why I was fast, or two weeks ago, oh, whatever okay. the fuck it was. Yeah. I have no idea. It was a week or two weeks ago. I don't know. Can't remember. It was horrible. I'm telling you, man. All right, is it that time? Is it that sad time? I'm so God, I'm so thirsty. Shall we let the kids go? We can let the kids go. Excited to hear what they say about this. Hopefully people <laughs> like it. I think they will. Hopefully I they, don't care they don't if they do. I like talking to you. Much. Um, we have to talk about death. It's important. That's what sets us apart from all the other fucking Super Watch podcasts. Everything isn't awesome all the time. It's true. Hey guys, Seiko put out this brand new super cool. Oh, this is going to change industry. Probably not. Probably pretty stupid, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you say. Whatever you say, man. Alright, I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna not interrupt you this time. You can start and I'll close this out. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. Everyone go watch the John Wick flicks, at least number one, if you already haven't, they're on Amazon Prime, I think. You have been listening to two book watch knobs. God I'm so thirsty. Later. Later.